We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Joseph Gacky, Don Bailey Jr., our weekly talk about University of Miami football. I thought this week we would jump in to a little bit of the scheduling. Everybody knows that Miami opens the season with uh, Alabama, but what they forget is two other pretty good teams are coming here right after that in Michigan State and uh, Appalachian State. A couple years ago, we went to App State. They went 9-3 and last year, by the way, Don, and then, of course, Michigan State has a new coach in uh, Mel Tucker. Uh, They are always a very physical team. They've had a lot of guys transfer out and a lot of guys transfer in, but at the beginning of the season, there are some important games on this schedule. No, it's going to be, you know, you, if, if Miami wins the game, you can't let that game against Alabama, you can't let that game be the game that defines your season, right? You can't fall on your face after that. And if you happen to lose that football game, you've got a bunch of non-conference games left and a bunch of conference games left. So it's really, you know, the old adage, one at a time. App State has been one of the best coached teams in the country the last 15 years. I mean, we saw it in person a couple years ago. Uh, they're well coached. There's a lot of guys on those on those squads that, that could play and that can go to the National Football League and they're well coached. And then Michigan State, I mean, Joe, they were they were doing as well as anybody for a long time. They had the coaching change, but they've recruited at a high level. And I think the biggest challenge that, that Coach Tucker's had there is the fact that, you know, what they've lost and what they've gained. You know, they lost guys that were a part of the old regime, and then they were replaced by the guys on the portal. So how quickly can he put all that together? This is kind of uh, funny. Uh, for App State, their starting quarterback right now is Chase Bryce, the kid that was the starting quarterback for Duke last year. Miami throttled him pretty good. They did lose three games last season, and all of them were late in the game, and all were because of turnovers. One of the games was Coastal Carolina. Of course, they wanted to have a great season. You can't. You got like laugh when you say Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina plays some good football, but I, you know when I look at what they're going to do and and how they're going to come to play is they they realize that this is it's a marquee game for the head coach for the program for the conference. It's on the road, and they realize there's an opportunity. I'm 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 looking forward to that football game. I had a chance to. You know, we play against them a hundred years ago, and they're always big. They're always physical. They're they're well coached, and they're not intimidated. Let's face it. I mean, they're going to they're going to brand name places every week too. So it's going to be an interesting football game. I think the the home field advantage for Miami will be great, though. I think the, I hope it's a noon kick. <laughs> you know, you know, when you played Michigan State, 
uh, if, I, if my memory serves me right, it was a rainy day at the Orange Bowl, and a quarterback by the name of Mark Rick scored the winning touchdown going over the right side of the center. <laughs> I'm glad you remember it that way. <laughs> it was, it was a, I'll say this. I would tell you in short-yarded situations and in the run game, that was as tough a team to move the ball against as anybody. I mean, you know, that's the, the physical mindset and the, but how they played, how they played the run. But fortunately for us, meaning the University of Miami, that fourth quarter came and and those guys started to melt a little bit because it took us it took us the whole game to get to where we needed to be. If we're going to reflect, also one of the great wins for the University of Miami in their championship season of 1989 was at Michigan State. Craig Erickson got hurt in the game. Gino Toretta came on. Carlos Huerta won the game with a field goal late in the contest. And uh, that was about as tough a game as you'll ever play in. East Lansing might be one of the more underrated places to go. Miami doesn't have to go there this year. Uh, last year, Miami was supposed to go to East Lansing, a seating that holds 72,000, and they are right smack on top of you. So, Miami, I guess maybe down the road, will go back to East Lansing. Uh, that could be a very uh, interesting place to go, but Michigan State comes here. I think, Don, a big part of the schedule for Miami starts on September 30th. They've got like a four-game stretch between September 30th and October 30th where they play Virginia, North Carolina, North Carolina State, and Pittsburgh. It's the third straight year that Virginia is going to come here. Their quarterback, the left-hander Brandon Armstrong, last year averaged nearly 300 yards a game in total offense. I liked him. You know, I really did. They they graduated from the uh, the run-around guy that made life miserable for everybody and found him, and he can run the football as well. He, he's, he was very accurate. I like the fact that uh, – you know, if I'm Virginia, that, that he's there for, for to run that offense, which is more deceptive than people really want to realize. I think that Virginia is well coached. You know, their team last year, I think, was hit by COVID, and it was the first year out of the last four that they had made progress under Bronco Mendenhall. And that program has been, you know, planting, planting seeds and building a foundation and, and getting better and better and better. So they're, they're going to be a tough out for Miami. That is a Thursday night game at Hard Rock Stadium. Miami has Miami plays on September 25th against Central Connecticut State, so they turn right back around and play Virginia at Hard Rock Stadium. And then a peculiar part of the schedule, you pretty much have two weeks off before you go to North Carolina. North Carolina is everyone's hot pick this year. They return 77% of their offensive production from a year ago. We did see their defense. They took a big leap forward defensively. A lot of people are predicting that Carolina is going to have a 10 or an 11 win season. I, you cannot underestimate where North Carolina is. They have, have parlayed Sam Howell at quarterback and built upon him. Uh, you saw what a peak performance looks like uh, uh, last year against Miami. They, they put 62 points on them and they did whatever they wanted to do throughout the entire football game. And that's going to be really the, the battle royale of the Atlantic Coast Conference as far as the Coastal goes. And I think it's going to be an interesting football game. Miami, 
Miami's got to make sure that they, they go out at that game, and they've got to win that. That's something Miami's got to take care of. They have uh, Miami as Carolina and North Carolina State back-to-back. Uh, of course, last year, Carolina exposed Miami's run defense, North Carolina State. We've talked about them a couple times on the show. They come back with a bevy of players, a load of players on defense. All of their linebackers are back all of their wide receivers. They have one of the best running backs, I think, inside the ACC. A very big, powerful offensive line. Thankfully, this game is at home. But uh, Carolina and North Carolina State back-to-back, and then Pittsburgh, those games might decide Miami's season. Yeah, I mean, and, and as you mentioned a minute ago, it starts with uh, UVA. So, you know, that's your that's your murderer's row as far as, as the conference goes. And I don't think that if you go through that group and you can win all of them or win three out of the four, you're going to have the respect of the nation or at least the nation that understands the quality of those four football teams. I mean, North Carolina, it's well documented. Uh, obviously, they didn't do real well in their bowl game. And, you know, they had some questions, too. You know, some questions could be asked of Mac Brown is how did you how did you lose to a three a three win Florida State when you when you when you had things going your way? Um, you've got Pitt, who had as many guys drafted as anybody in the conference and they're, they're still searching for, you know, how to win the 10 win season. Like a lot of people are, but their quarterback came back and he's, I believe he's a fifth year guy and he's with Mark Whipple. So that's going to be one heck of a run there, Joe, for, for the university of Miami. Yeah, Everybody's uh, concentrating on that Alabama game. Those four games probably decide things for Miami. And we'll find out about Carolina early on. They open the season the night before the University of Miami, but Carolina is going to play at Virginia Tech on Friday night, September the 3rd. I think that decides a lot for a lot of people. I think that uh, Justin Fuente at, at Virginia Tech, I think it's a year where he's really got to start producing. It's it's basically all his roster. Uh, you know, there there's change at defensive coordinator was done last year. He's got his people, all the things that uh, you think where you should be at this stage of your career at Virginia Tech, I think it's going to be a very, very important season, a very important season for him. But also, I think it's a career-defining season for him. No, there's no question about that. He's had trouble keeping guys in his program. I think they've kind of lost their way in recruiting uh, the Virginia ty- Virginia Tech type of player defensively. They were they changed their philosophy from Bud Foster. Uh, they were not the same intimidating defense that they have been in the past. No, they weren't. I think I liked their style of football. I, I really did, and I, and I think the whole world liked Frank Beamer and combined with Bud Foster. But they were the lunch pail guys, right? They were a, a program that was going to have fourth and fifth year guys. They would take an assortment of selected walk-ons and you would come into that program and you understood that you would work yourself onto the football field. You know, Michael Vick, a brand name player, of course, and they had their stars that they were able to, to bring into the program. But overall, they were a bunch of hardworking guys that, that every year you knew, no matter who played them, what time of year you played them, especially if you played them at their place, that you were going to have a struggle. And, that, and it's never, never, never been easy. And I haven't seen that that, that personality uh, since since Coach Beamer left. And then, you know, they really lost it with Bud Foster left. And it was all about, well, we want more, more of an elaborate offense. Give them credit. 
You know, they, they put points on the board last year. They moved the football, but the defense was was not the same. I don't I don't think that they were able to come up with the personality that they had had under Bud Foster. And if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you hope that that's changed this year. It's funny that I mentioned those four games could be the, could be the part of the season that defines Miami. When you look at the schedule and see that you play Florida State and Virginia Tech back-to-back, which, you know, my feeling on that is why would you do that? Uh, why would the conference do that? Nonetheless, Florida State and Virginia Tech, in about a month from now, will be making selections for who is going to win the ACC. And I don't imagine that Florida State and Virginia Tech will get a lot of votes. Yeah, I don't, I'm not so sure that Virginia Tech um, will get many votes. In Florida State, it's really, you know, they have a, the transfer quarterback that came in from UCF, and that young man, I believe, was undefeated two years in a row. And he's, he's a guy, he's a guy that is, if he's healthy, I think they're, they can get 12 games out of the guy that won 23 games in a row they've got a chance to win a bunch of football games. And I, I know that uh, there's been a lot of talk about the talent's not this, and this is Florida State's Florida State. And if they, if they've, and their coach is an offensive guy and he can, if he can get going the way he wants to get going, there's plenty of talent there to give people problems. It's hard to imagine, but Florida State over a three-year period is under 500. Sure. How about that? I mean, it is hard to imagine. Nobody would, unless you tell them that, they don't even, the Florida State fans don't even believe it. Yeah. You know, but the average fan doesn't believe it for sure. And it's, they're going to have to give themselves, college football, especially Florida State and Miami, when those two teams are doing great, it's great for college football. And the whole conference, of course, needs Florida State to get better. And as long as, long as they don't do it on, uh, on the weekend that they play Miami. Conference needs Miami and Florida State to be great to challenge Clemson. Uh, one of the reasons they went to the divisions is uh, one of the bylaws for the championship game. But also, they, they thought Miami and Florida State would play every year in the championship game. Now, moving forward, that hasn't worked out. And moving forward, I think in the next couple of years, probably sooner rather than later, we're, we're not going to have an Atlantic or a Coastal. We're just going to have an ECC. Yeah, you know, you, you, you've talked about that, and, and I have no problem with it whatsoever. And uh, the craziness is about the ACC is that Miami and Florida State have never played in that championship game. And Miami's only been there once. But uh, I think that, you know, when they, when they cut out the divide, the, the Coastal and the Atlantic, and then you can – you can cherry pick games and you can go throughout the conference and go to other places. I think it, I think it increases um, the television sets that are going to be turned on to watch the games on a national level. I think it helps in the recruiting. I think it helps as far as people understanding uh, that Syracuse is, it can be a good football team. They won 10 games a couple years ago. I think it allows people to see that Boston College made a big jump last year. So I think there's a lot of benefits that come from not having 
the set division. Now, the, the key, of course, is to make sure that you keep the rivalries in place, that Miami plays Florida State every year. I think that's very, very important. By the way, I just wanted to throw one Alabama stat in there uh, to remind our listeners that Alabama, over the second half of the season last year, their last uh, six or seven games, averaged 50 points per game. Per game? Yeah, per game. Right. That includes championships. That's correct. That's right. Meaning the Southeastern Conference Championship, round one of the playoffs, and the national championship. And I think they scored 50-plus in the championship game. <laughs> so... Uh, that's the buzzsaw that we're staring at now. They, of course, we'll have a new quarterback. But nonetheless, uh, I think for the entire season, they outscored their opponents 45-19. to 19. Yeah, pretty, 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 pretty impressive group, and um, they've won a lot of national championships with a lot of different quarterbacks. So I don't think that they're really worried about that. All right, that's our, our uh, off-season look at University of Miami football. Uh, Don, enjoy your vacation and uh, hopefully you can keep up with Priscilla wherever you guys might be. I know it's going to be a bit hilly wherever you are, and the weather will be a little bit cooler. Uh, have a wonderful vacation. Well, thank you very much, Joe, and I'll uh, talk to you when we get back. All right, that's Don Bailey Jr. Don't forget, Hurricane Season Tickets, hurricanesports.com or 1-800-GO-KINGS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.